Welcome to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur and you're driven by your faith or want to be driven by your faith, then you're in the right place. This is a podcast brought to you by Faith Driven Entrepreneur. You can check us out at faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. This podcast doesn't exist without you, our community. Please send us any questions, any thoughts you have about how this podcast might better serve you, and any thoughts about or questions on being a faith-driven entrepreneur. Welcome back to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We've got a special guest today, uh, and I want to introduce Andy Wood into the show. Andy, greetings. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. We're, this is a real treat for us, and, and we've been talking really since we started the Faith Driven Entrepreneur about how we might work and partner with pastors that would want to equip and empower entrepreneurs in their congregation. And there's no better pastor I can think of to talk to about this than you. And what we want to do during our time together is just talk about your story and how you came to understand that there was a way and opportunity to love on entrepreneurs and, and what you've done about it. So uh, without further ado, uh, tell us about Andy Wood and, and tell us about how you got into this. Yeah. Well, it's a real honor and a privilege to be with you guys. And I'm grateful for what you're doing to invest in the lives of entrepreneurs. Um, I'm a pastor of a church in Silicon Valley. And so as you can imagine, there are a lot of entrepreneurs here. Uh, but my journey really starts from my childhood. Uh, so my dad is a business owner. So growing up, I, wa- I got to watch um, the highs and the lows of him as an entrepreneur. You know, I think Henry, you probably know this with a lot of small business owners, it's like really high highs and really low lows. Like one week it's the jackpot, the next week he's going out of business. And so I remember watching that as a kid um, and God really gave me a a heart, I think, for entrepreneurs coming out of that environment. Um, My dad also is a believer. And I remember growing up thinking there's really not a place for people like my dad in the local church. Um, you know, there are a lot of other ways that people can use their gifts, but oftentimes in the local church, pastors don't know how to mobilize and, and really um, empower entrepreneurs both in their work and in the church. So I think from the very beginning, that was something that God put in us as a part of our vision. That's, I think, in a lot of ways why we came to Silicon Valley to plant a church, just because we wanted to be able to impact entrepreneurs. I think most people know this, but entrepreneurs have the potential literally to transform society through business. So we felt like if our vision as a church, if we could impact, mobilize, empower, strengthen entrepreneurs, then from a kingdom standpoint and from a a community standpoint, if we could do that effectively, it would have a massive impact. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when did you start on that as when you became a pastor? You know, a lot of it's organic, Henry. For us, I think Really quickly, we had a lot of people come to our church who were in the business community. And I'm, you know, I kind of saw my role as a pastor. We started the church almost 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. and I saw my role much like an entrepreneur. So I was reading a lot of the same books that people who are entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley are reading. And when I would notice people in our church who had started businesses, I would immediately try to find a way to grab lunch with them. And my purpose was always twofold. I wanted to learn from their experience. I wanted to connect them to what we were doing and try to help mobilize and encourage them with what they were doing. And so I think that that's how it initially started is just relationally trying to to meet the people who are coming to our church who are entrepreneurs. Got it. Got it. So and, and you bring up, of course, a huge point, which is that uh, some of the most ultimate entrepreneurs are church planners. And a lot of people miss that. 
but in terms of thinking through product market fit and how to solve a problem in the marketplace and and how to get funding then and how to uh, acquire customers and how to retain them all of those are things that a, that a startup uh, church planner deals with and in terms and also in terms of identity i'd imagine too right and you know uh, a young entrepreneur is so oftentimes measured by their month over month growth in terms of customers and all these metrics but i'd imagine that as you got started you're looking at the numbers pretty carefully too yeah yeah sometimes in a healthy way sometimes in an unhealthy way yeah i can i can definitely identify with that um so so along the way you talked to these entrepreneurs in silicon valley as you're coming out because you wanted to you knew you're going to come to a spot to serve them they're going to be part of your flock so to speak and somewhere along the way you decided to be really intentional about loving on them and can you tell you know our audience a little bit about what does that look like what's that look like for echo church and maybe a way that they might implement it their own yeah, I think if you, you look on a real practical level, a lot of this I think is important to recognize is the grace of God on our church. And so we wanted to just pour fi- you know pour gasoline on the fire that was already happening in people's hearts. So some of these entrepreneurs that I connected with relationally um, came to me maybe two or three years into our church and said, hey, we'd like to start a group, a life group um, for entrepreneurs. And so that took off. I mean, it literally grew from like, you know, 15 to 30, 40. Then they would, they did these nights where they did kind of like a shark tank type of thing where they brought in some VCs and it just, it, I mean, literally grew that they'd have nights where they'd have like over a hundred people show up. And it was just the vision um, from a few entrepreneurs. So all we did was just give them the space and encourage them. But I think on a practical level, you know, for any pastor, if you find one or two entrepreneurs in your church and encourage them to start meeting together, entrepreneurs take action. You know, they're they're geared towards making stuff happen and they don't need a ton of push. And a lot of times it's just one conversation to say, hey, what if we could pull together some of the entrepreneurs in our church? Would you be interested in that? And then once those guys and gals connect, you can kind of hands off and let them go as long as you give them a little bit of format like our, our group, they went through Dave Ramsey's Entree Leader book, and that was like a really good curriculum for them. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of helping steer the ship with curriculum and conversation, but just forming groups is a really practical way to, to help entrepreneurs. Then I'd imagine that there's some other components too. How do the sermons you preach uh, change, or do they? Do they at, at some base level, of course, all Christ followers need to understand the doctrine of grace and, and really the value of the gift that's been given us. But are there messages that you've given over time that have been more catered to an entrepreneur? And, and if so, what are some of the themes that you try to hit on when you do preach to entrepreneurs? Yeah, it's a great question, Henry. And I think um, part of it, just kind of grabbing it at a higher level from a principal standpoint, um, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got in the process of planting a church was to not preach to um, – Basically, a lot of times pastors will look at their room and say, "Okay, I'm only going to preach to the people that are here. Um, And the mentor said, you should preach to the people you're trying to reach, even if they're not there. So that means if you're trying to connect with people who are far from God, even if you got one person in the church who's not a believer, you know, communicate in a way that that person can understand. Mm -hmm. So from the beginning, I would just basically put in my my messages, always thinking through the lens as I'm processing, okay, how does this apply to people who are newly married? How does this apply to somebody who's not a believer? And then to really have on that hat of the entrepreneur to say, 
how does this translate to the life of somebody who is an entrepreneur who's leading a business? So I always have that hat on when I'm prepping a message. Sometimes we've taken it to another level in terms of doing entire series or entire messages. We are doing a series this spring called The Leadership Code, and we're teaching our leadership values as a church, and it really will all be kind of geared towards how do you become a better leader, and that will really drive home the value of entrepreneurship. There have been other times where we've done series around influence, and we said, okay, uh, part of what you know Jesus did was as he sent people, he helped them you know position their lives so that they could echo his love to the ends of the, the earth, and you have the power to do that in your business. So we kind of would specifically focus on influence, but I'm always thinking about that. Anytime I'm putting a message together, I've got that lens on yeah. to help connect with the entrepreneur. So I've heard a couple of things from you so far. One is that you uh, brought together and encouraged the meetups of these entrepreneurs. You provided the facility for them. You also provided some curriculum, a, a foundation that they, a course they could go through. Uh, second thing is you've catered some of your sermons to reach an entrepreneur. Uh, you also have a conference too. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we. Um, this is something that also evolved from the group that we did. The men and women who started the groups came to us and said, hey, we think we could put on a conference. In our community, one of the big felt needs is around leadership and entrepreneurship. So if we did like a half-day conference, we think we could fill it up. And so we just let them roll with it. Um, and it was their vision from the beginning, and it, it just it took off. Now, some of those folks later on kind of moved out of the area, and we had to restart it. Um, but that has happened for us on an annual basis. There's been a couple of years that we haven't done it, and it's a huge hit. Um, and we'll have 250 to 300 entrepreneurs show up, and um, we just basically take subjects of leadership and dial in on how do they become better at leadership in, in their businesses. It's been awesome for us. Now, one of the things I've noticed about your conference is that it's not just for Christ-following entrepreneurs, but it's very seeker-friendly as well. It's It's been able to get enough great content and speakers that what, what would you say the mix is between faith-driven entrepreneurs and secular entrepreneurs? Yeah, I would say it's about 50-50. Um, mm. And we see, for us as a church, that event is really a bridge event. But I mean by that is like they're coming through the door. A lot of people are coming through the door, no church background. But they're they're not necessarily opposed to coming to a church building for a conference. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. And if we can get them open where they they like the experience, then perhaps they'd be willing to take a step either into a group of entrepreneurs that meets on a more regular basis or come to a service. So like this next conference, we're strategically placing that message series on leadership right after the conference. So anybody who comes to the conference, we say, hey, come back to the church, check out you know this new series we're doing on how to become a better leader. The next four weeks at church are focused on that. And so we've been about, a, I would say, about a 50-50 spread on that. And I know that there are also a lot of great conferences that are really geared towards believers, which I think is awesome as well. Um, you just kind of kind of have to go with whatever vision the Lord gives you on that. But I think both of them serve great purposes for, you know, for different reasons based on the vision of the church. Okay, that's good. Now, tell me, so you're in Silicon Valley, and everybody knows that there's some maybe a little bit of a larger density of technology entrepreneurs, guys that are raising venture capital. Uh, a lot of them seem to congregate around where the capital is. And yet um, every business owner is an entrepreneur and everybody's sitting culture and, and thinking through things about how do I fire people or how do I raise money or 
how do I deal with my vendors and, and things like that? Or is it ever appropriate for me to share with my, my faith with, with other people? What counsel would you give to somebody that say, maybe listening to this podcast and I, I shouldn't necessarily pick a, pick it down, but say a town that's not Silicon Valley. That's mm-hmm. thinking, you know, I don't have a lot of guys that are probably starring in an HBO series on, on the malfunctions of, of an entrepreneur called Silicon Valley. But I do have some business owners and uh, I want to be able to equip them. What would what's something you'd tell somebody that that's uh, in a different area? Yeah. Again, before I go practical on it, I think part of it is being convinced as a pastor that this is a really, really important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at community as a whole, my belief is that business transforms culture. And so when you think about an entrepreneur or a business leader, the power to shape an entire organization and literally to transform communities. If I believe to the core of who I am, that one of the best things I can invest in both discipleship and evangelism is in the business leaders in my community, I think that we'll figure out practically how to make that happen. Um, And the more convinced I am of that, the more it'll help me stay after it. Um, But I think just practically speaking, is finding those people in the church who, who are already there and then trying to just take them out for coffee, you know, t- take one lunch a week or one lunch every two or three weeks and find an entrepreneur and just sit down with them, ask them questions about their business, ask them questions about their personal life, um, try to learn from them. Don't try to teach them what you know about leadership, but learn from them. And then I think what I've noticed about a lot of people who run businesses is that they're lonely. They have a lot of pressure. Most small business owners live with a tremendous amount of anxiety and they need a pastor. And I think that the lead pastor, especially with business owners, much like if a professional athlete came to to your church, the lead pastor is usually most positioned to be the person to minister to that to that person on an individual level. So I'm when I see those people, I'm trying to figure out how can I connect with them. So try to find you know lunches or ways to meet up with them. Um, and then if you if you don't have any of those people um, at your church, definitely you have them in your community because every community has entrepreneurs. So then I'm asking the question: How do I? bridge the relationship to the unchurched leaders in my community who run businesses, even to try to connect with them, get to know them, ask, like, how can our church serve your business? Um, And we've done that with in our community, and it's opened a lot of doors for us. But I do I do believe, Henry, if if we're not convinced that it's important as leaders or or pastors, we're not going to do it. So I think that that's the starting place. How did you become convinced it was important? I watched my dad. I watched my dad struggle. I watched the reality that there wasn't a place for him in the local church. And it gave me a passion for it. I feel like if my dad had a pastor who cared about him at a deeper level and had showed him how to use his gifts earlier on, that from a kingdom standpoint, my dad's story could have been different than it is. I mean, my dad's a great guy and loves Jesus and has made an impact with his life. But I think that when there there's, there is just this beautiful power of a pastor and entrepreneurs, when they're aligned from like a kingdom standpoint, when the pastor's pouring in as a shepherd, the business leaders engaged in the local church and the community, 
there's just a transformative power that that is there. Um, so I think that's how I became convinced is my my own personal journey. Can you spend just a moment just talking about some of the fruit that you've seen come out of some of the initiatives you've run? Yeah. Um, you know, some of it has been entrepreneurs being discipled and starting to see their, their businesses through a different lens. I think of, you know, some of our younger, younger leaders that now are starting to see how they can shape culture and, and really create an environment where they have a lot of unbelievers in their business, but they can both from an evangelism and discipleship standpoint, make a difference as an entrepreneur. We've seen a number of guys and gals who are able to start to see more how they could be involved in the local church and be engaged in the kingdom. One of the really exciting things is when an entrepreneur gets pretty fired up from a generosity standpoint. And this is another uh, blessing to pastors who prioritize this, is it actually comes back in terms of financial investment into the church. That's not the, the motivation, but we've seen some of that in our church where we invest and they say, hey, we believe in what you're doing. We're going to significantly invest in this work. And then I'm thinking about a guy who was on the startup team at a, a tech company called Rocket. And this uh, company grew, sold, you know, he, I mean, he kind of rode the rocket with the company as it took off. He became a believer about four or five years ago. The Holy, the Holy Spirit just moved in radical ways in this guy's life. And now he's fired up using his gifts to help our church get better with data and engagement and helping people move from the street to the seat, back to the street. And uh, so I think it's multiple, you know, it's generosity, it's evangelism, it's discipleship. It's all, you know, a lot of different multifacets if, if it's invested in as from a, from a pastor. Thank you very much. William, do you want to jump in? Yeah, yeah I'd love to ask a couple of things here as we finish up our time. I'd love to think about, you know, what are one or two things maybe you've seen other churches do, other pastors do? Or, you know, another way to answer that is a couple of things maybe on your on your list of, of things that you want to, you know, do in the in the coming future. Yeah, I think that like if you had to boil down to get real practical, I think other churches that I've seen is doing groups for entrepreneurs to meet with each other. Um, meeting up with, with entrepreneurs. I think I've seen some other churches do a better job than we do on the discipleship side of things where they are, um, really taking entrepreneurs and saying, how can we, we disciple these, these guys and um, gals, these men and women to really become more focused on the kingdom, more focused on Jesus and the stewardship of their lives. And I think that starting point of, even reading books on entrepreneurship opens up our eyes a lot. So I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of different things in that realm, but it, it gets me pretty fired up to think about the long term of what could happen with pastors getting more excited about empowering entrepreneurs. There's just a lot of kingdom advantage to it. You mentioned books yeah. on entrepreneurship. Is there is there a particular book that you'd recommend? I would say uh, stories of entrepreneurs are very inspiring. So um, recently I read Elon Musk's um, story of you know all the different companies that he's started. Mm -hmm. Some of the books that I've read are uh, like on leadership that are also connected to entrepreneurship. Everything by Jim Collins is amazing. Most of Patrick Lencioni's stuff is really good. The Art of the Start by Robert... Um, 
I can't think of his last name, but it's the art of the start. If you Google it, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Those are, you know, four or five books. There's another series of books. One book is called the startup life. And then, um, this guy wrote about four or five other books around it, like venture capitalism for dummies. And so I read a bunch of those books just to kind of make sure I understood the language of Silicon Valley, but that's about six or seven of them. And Andy, uh, one other thing I'd love to hear about, Henry mentioned, you know, you being a church planner, I can't think of anything more um, entrepreneurial than, you know, thinking about Paul and Timothy and Barnabas heading out to, you know, start the early church. I'm interested as we have pastors listening to this podcast as well. Did you have any specific support as as you went out on your journey or or any things you wish you might have had from other people? Yeah, um, one of the the ways that God was so gracious to us in this process is to provide a lot of support in terms of finances and support in terms of churches that prayed for us, mentoring, coaching. So before we started, much like an entrepreneur would raise the money, we kind of went through this whole process of pulling together churches from the outside to stand with us. We had 17 churches that helped us get going and then they all formed prayer teams and financial support. And that was really, really big for us as a church. We could, we never would have been able to experience the kind of fruitfulness we, we have without all those churches that stood with us. Oh, man, that's an amazing encouragement. And I think something that every entrepreneur needs to hear, right? I mean, can you imagine heading off to start a company and having 17 you know, people or groups of people praying for you, in it with you, uh, giving you encouragement from the Spirit? I think that's a, an amazing word of something I— uh, hadn't thought of, uh, you know, so, so that's super encouraging, I think, to everyone listening. Yeah, it's a different type of kingdom capital. Amen. Yeah, we told them that um, they, they're going to get a return on their investment. They just have to die to get it first. <laughs> eternity. Hey, you know, they, they, they say that's the best place to hold investments from what I hear. Best bank in the world. That's right. Uh, that's right. Well, Andy, thank you very much. You've blessed us with your time and your story and, and are just really encouraged by what God has done through Echo Church and uh, looking forward to being at your conference shortly, too. Um, for those in the Bay Area, you're an entrepreneur and you're in the Bay Area. How do we find out about Echo Church Conference? Yeah, if you go to echo.church, there's all the info there about our church. You can follow some of our messages that we post and um, more info about our conference and what we do for entrepreneurs. You can find it all there at the website. And before we wrap up, I just want to say it's so encouraging to see what you guys are doing to pour into the lives of entrepreneurs. And I, I really am excited to see over the long haul what happens is other entrepreneurs uh, become aware and are empowered by what you guys are doing. There's going to be a huge impact as a result of it. Thank you. That's a great encouragement. It means a lot and- from somebody who's bought in like you. So thank you. For thank sure. You. And if I'm not mistaken, Andy, is it right that you intentionally put Henry next to Jason Kalipa, the 2008 CrossFit Games champion, on <laughs> yeah. your website? Because yeah. from what I hear, Henry did CrossFit for a few years. So I'm not saying it has to happen, but an onstage wad competition between Henry and Jason, I think, I mean, it would be encouraging to me personally. Yeah. And I would love a video of that. Yeah, Andy. maybe they could do some jiu-jitsu or something as well so andy there's uh the concept of course that you know called uh, just exaggerate i was gonna say hyperbole but it's really exaggeration um so i did crossfit once for about 30 minutes and when <laughs> uh when a uh when a 50 year old uh, mother of 18 children uh beat me in some kettlebell competition i decided i was going to stick to running and cycling so if you were to go do a spontaneous uh, arm wrestling match there'd probably be the sound of some bones breaking so let's let's <laughs> let's not do that
So, well, yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was really helpful for pastors who might dial in and just understand how do I get started? Where do I get started? Totally. Andy was was super engaging. I think he's really put a lot of thought into this and clearly uh, put a lot of action behind that. I mean, one of the biggest things I heard from him is what he became convinced that entrepreneurs were important in his congregation and, and to start there. And so I think that's such an encouragement for anyone going off on any entrepreneurial journey to really take the time and make sure this is something you feel convinced is going to be an important part of uh, a new initiative. Now, in his instance, of course, he had a father that was in the business. But one of the things that, that really came out, of course, was that he went out to the business owners in his community, whether they went to his church or not. Because I think at some base level, he came to understand that these are guys that are employing people that come to my church mm-hmm. and or are providing the products and services for my community. I should I should probably know who they are. And that was – I hadn't thought we'd get that. I thought we'd get some of the pragmatic things we did about convening and maybe some of the things about – preaching and maybe even a conference. But as you just mentioned, becoming convinced this is important. And then that outreach, too. Yeah. And then and then also a big one, you know, I can speak from my own personal experience in churches I've been at before. Uh, when people do come to you with ideas and say, hey, I want to start this. Hey, I want to start that. Uh, really equipping and encouraging them. You know, it, it may sound simple to give someone space and say, sure, you can come into the fellowship hall on Friday uh, or whatever that may be. But I know I've been at other churches where that didn't happen, where, you know, I knew people were trying to get things done and uh, the pastoral staff just, you know, had a lot going on and just just really couldn't pay attention and things stall and people get upset, especially, uh, you know, people with this type of entrepreneurial mindset trying to trying to move and and take action and and being stymied is is a really tough proposition. Yeah. So one last thing I'd share with our listeners, uh, I, especially for those that might have come in for the first time ever, and this is the first Faith Driven Entrepreneur podcast that you've heard, is uh, a pastor might just identify some business owners in their congregation and then encourage them and say, look, um, I would love if you might think about putting together a community of folks. Andy in the podcast mentioned a, a, a course. There's the Praxis course. There are others uh, that uh, you might equip some of those leaders in and then just give them the space to, to, to operate. Um, so this is a good one. Hopefully we'll have more conversations with pastors going forward. For the listeners of this, if you know a pastor has really gotten it and they've preached on this or there's a culture within the church that really just loves on business owners, entrepreneurs, please let us know. Until then, thank you very much for tuning in. As always, it's great being with you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And once again, that's uh, echo.church. If you want to go check out Andy's church and you were inspired by what he had to say today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Faith Driven Entrepreneur podcast. Please go to faithdrivenentrepreneur.org and let us know if you have any questions, any of those tough ones that you'd like us to tackle. If you have any videos, articles, sermons, or podcasts that have been helpful to you on your journey, we'd love to see them too. Just send them our way. Lastly, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you in any way, we'd appreciate you commenting, sharing it with others, and subscribing. This podcast would not be possible without help from many of our friends. Music by Carl Cadwell. You can see more of his work at summerdregs.com. Audio by Richard Barley of Cornerstone Church in San Francisco. And editing by Johnny Shearer.